Welcome to another exciting edition of the Good, the Bad, and the Podcast. The podcast on the internet that gives you the good movies, the bad movies, and the ugly movies that you just can't get out of your head of a certain genre. My name is Micah. Hey, I'm Kelly. I'm Charles. You always laugh every intro. <laughs> I can't help it. Like this particular one, you had your eyes closed the entire time. Yeah, because I'm not looking at you guys. Well, because I know you're I, always going to laugh. I, no, it's just the fact, I don't know, are there podcasts outside of the internet? I don't know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Whatever, go ahead. Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, somebody sitting around with tin cans or something. <laughs> so today we are talking about time travel movies, because today is an important day in history. The only time this will ever happen. It is October 21st, 2015. You know what that day is? Back to the Future Day. A boom. It's the day that Marty McFly went to the future in Back to the Future Part 2. Mm-hmm. Despite what you may have read on other memes... It was never 2013. Yeah, I get so annoyed. Throughout the years, I've been so annoyed. Friends will send me, oh, this is the day that Marty McFly went to the future. It'll be like April 4th, 2013. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, it was 30 years. Doc Brown even says it in the first one. I'm going 30 years in the future. Nice, even round number. So, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. But this is the official day it happened. The official day. Tonight, I'm going to go see Back to the Future 2 in theaters. It's going to be amazing. So I'm going to have a Back to the Future themed meal tonight. I don't know exactly what that's going to be, but <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. It does sound amazing. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah. So that's, uh, it's going to be cool. So what do, we got some, uh, we finally got a hoverboard. I mean, it's not going to be like yeah. available for anybody. There's a hoverboard. I don't have a hoverboard, but. Oh, no. oh uh, Pepsi is actually going to make Pepsi perfect in limited runs. Hmm. Uh, each bottle cost, I think, 20 bucks. What? Oh, wow. But it's very limited run. You know, it's the one he, when he went to the 80s mm-hmm. cafe, he got yeah, the, the four options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the same bottle, same style. They mm-hmm. even made it a, a cool retro commercial for it. So it's huh. future, really? but it looks 80s. And there's a girl on a hoverboard that gets off and drinks it. And it's, it's awesome. I'm going to need to check I gotta that check out. I'm very out. happy. Well, I've been waiting almost my entire life for this day so <laughs> i'm excited but before we before we jump into that uh kelly we did your picks last time we did we did we talked about vampire movies last vampire time Vampire movies and we and if you're keeping track yes this is the third podcast we've done this month the month of october because october is such an important month to us we love halloween yep all yes. our podcasts this month so far have been halloween themed we've done west craven yes vampires mm-hmm. yep Time travel, which for 2015, I think is, you know. Well, and even if it wasn't Halloween related, it's exactly. really important for this. Yeah, absolutely. exactly. So, um, and one other way that we're celebrating Halloween on It's Just Awesome.com is Charles's um, 31 Days of Four. Yes. Yep. Let's tonight, plug that a little bit. So tonight, after I get done watching Back to the Future 2, I'm going to come back home and I'm going to watch Sleepaway Camp, which is a 1983 yeah, you know, I don't want to say too much, but it's a 1983 ripoff of Friday the 13th with a with a pretty uh, major twist for an ending. I think all anybody remembers from this movie is the twist, which I will not spoil. But if you're wanting to watch it at home, watch it. Go and read my review later mm-hmm. tonight. And make sure you follow us on Twitter because if you go to at Good Bad Podcast, uh, you can see all of Charles's 
140 character Which reviews. Very hard to do. Yeah, yes. very hard to do. It's like organizing my thoughts. It's like, and it's been really good. It's almost like one sentence to review all of his thoughts, and it's yep. it's pretty. I have to cut it down. It takes me a while to do it. I have impressive. to kind of sit there and just work it down. Mm-hmm. Now, I would like to just give you props for this because for for those of you who haven't been um, tuned into us for very long, this is the third year that Charles has done this, and he is dedicated. Gosh darn it, to watching all these movies. Mm-hmm. He does not. He watches them every single day. He doesn't put. He doesn't push any back and catch up and write the review real quick later. He is determined and bound by his own personal convictions to write the reviews before the stroke of midnight. <laughs> that is true. On the day. Well, because so Kelly and I actually watched uh, The Hills Have Eyes um, at at her house. Yes. And. Um, it was like, it got done like at 1130. <laughs> and I'm like, crap, crap, crap. Gotta write through, you gotta write through. Be quiet, everybody, be quiet. And they got in like, like with a minute to spare or something. Yep. So Not definitely perfect. check out the reviews. Charles works really hard and he has a lot of fun doing it. So Thank you. Thank I you. do. It is They're fun. Great. Yeah. Uh, so time travel movies. Yes. Let's do it. All right. So um, I'll go ahead and give you my picks. My picks are Back to the Future, of course, obviously. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Time Chasers, <laughs> also known as Tangents. Last time I said Tangents, but it is the ha- it has two names, Time Chasers and Tangents. Yes. Can we, does anyone know the story of that? Why Why does it have two names? Can I we? don't know, but I, <laughs> I, I, I call it Tangents because Tangent sounds funnier to me. Like, I don't know, but I, I think it's one of those films that like, I, I think it switched names when they made it. I don't know why though. Huh. Like, I think it was called Tangents originally. Interesting. It's also kind of grown a cult following, mostly yeah. because Mystery Science Theater 3000 did a thing on it. Yeah. Right. So. so if that doesn't play my cards enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and also, uh, everyone out there should know um, that, you may not remember this, but Topher and I actually reviewed this movie before uh-huh. on the other old podcast. <laughs> and we didn't really have kind things to say about it. I mean, <laughs> so... We'll get to that, but let's talk about my good first because (laughs) it's worthy of the good spot in time travel, which of course is Back to the Future. Of course. Egads. Now, if you have been living under a rock since 1985 (laughs) and are crawling out of the rock and stumbled upon our podcast, then uh, let me give you on the internet. Welcome to the internet, by the way. (laughs) Uh, Let me give you a synopsis, but I've got a special guest here to give you a synopsis. This synopsis comes from, uh, well, it's, I'm reading it from IMDb from uh, Doc R. Lynch. News Doc. Here's, a special, here's guest. a special guest coming to read it. I actually looked around for this. Marty, it's me! <laughs> Marty McFly, a typical American teenager of the 80s. He's accidentally sent to 1955 in a plutonium powered DeLorean time machine invented by a slightly mad scientist. Me, Emmett Doc Brown. <laughs> During his often hysterical, always amazing trip back in time, Marty must make certain his teenage parents to be meeting and fall in love so he can get back to the future. Doc Brown. Was that good? Oh my god. Man, goodness. if you guys could see my face right now. We, <laughs> I, I'm speechless. We, we had no idea this was going to happen. <laughs> wow, I'm honored, Christopher Lloyd. Yes. Happy Back to the Future Day. Thanks for stopping by, Christopher Lloyd. Yes. He's got a busy schedule, but he, he does. made time to... That's great. Good guy. So, Back to the Future. Where to begin? Here's where I'm going to begin. This movie is one of the movies that gave me a love for movies. I'm going that far and saying Back to the Future. I grew up with Back to the Future. It's ingrained in my mind. And if it wasn't for this movie, I wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast. Wowzers. 
I mean, there are other movies that... Doc Brown is your father? There are other movies that... There are other movies that, you know, I love, but this one is just kind of kind of started me on the road of love of movies. And, um, man, it's it, I couldn't think of a better... Not only because of the nostalgia reasons, but going back and watching it time and time again, it really is such a great time travel movie. Because time travel, when you think about it, it's a big concept. You know, you can go anywhere in time that you want. In all of mankind's existence, you can go in beyond mankind's existence. You can go in time. And where do you go? 1955, the exact same town that you live in. The reason I love that is because it's coming from a point of view of a teenager. Now, I know Doc Brown did invent the time machine, and he's kind of going over all the different, I could go see the... Declaration of Independence being signed, and, and then he kind of brings up, you know, and also here's here's a keystone in uh, um, time, you know, when I came up with the idea. And I know that was just kind of the accident, but if you also look at it from the viewpoint of the Marty McFly, a teenager, he doesn't see anything beyond what's in front of him. Mm-hmm. So all he's, he, he has this great power to go anywhere in time, and where does he go? But to when his parents were his age. But by accident, though. By accident, yeah. But, and all the problems are small problems, you know? Oh, are the McFlys going to get together? Is Marty going to live? Instead of, you know, oh, is Lincoln going to be assassinated? Or, you know, is... Stop Hitler. Yeah, are we going to stop Hitler? You know, all these big things that they could have talked about in this movie, they kept it small. And I love that. Yeah, I like that too. But really, it's a fish out of water movie too. I mean, that's... That's a big chunk of it, and he's right. But it's a time movie. He's not. It's he's went out of water. I, I don't know. Yeah, kind of thing. So exactly, and that and that's what makes it fun. But that's also what makes this movie kind of timeless. Mm-hmm. Like yes, yeah, it, it was made the eighties, and you're dealing with the eighties, but it's in the fifties, and it's really well done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a total nostalgia trick trick trip for the people in the fifties, people in eighties, and then it goes to two thousand fifteen, which is of course today, right. and they got it exactly right. Now, I was also going to ask: Are you specifically talking about the first movie? Or is this all the trilogy you're talking about? So I, I, for the purposes of the podcast, I said Back to the Future from 19, 1985, Back to the Future. But I would go even as far to say that all three, because I think all three are just three chapters in one big story. And you, you can also look at it like this. Back to the Future Part 1, Marty McFly is the protagonist and he has his sidekick, Doc, helping him out. Back to the Future Part 2, they really share the protagonist. They're, they both have the same conflict. They both are trying to achieve the, um, achieve the same resolution. And Back to the Future 3, if you really look at it, the protagonist Doc. is Doc. Yeah. The protagonist is Doc Brown. And Marty is more the sidekick. And Doc Brown's conflict or challenge is to get Marty back into the future. But the story centralizes around him. And I never realized that until I became older how it's... The story is about their relationship, you know, as friends and as a mentor and also uh, as you kind of come to realize it's about Doc um, or Emmett Brown kind of seeing the importance of life and what's important to him. And it's not important to him by the end of it to be famous and to travel time and be a great inventor. What's important to him is just be happy, you know, and live his life. And, And I think... It's 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 a it's a good message all around because it's that it's that friendship and it's also how they grow together uh, as characters throughout all three of them. 
it, it's that's what makes the movie is that relationship between the two characters. Yeah. And it also, something that's so great about this movie that you can say about almost no other time travel movies is that there's really no big cheese factor. Mm. You know, I don't find it to be a particularly cheesy movie. And um, I, gosh, I, I mean, would you agree? It just, yeah. they handled everything so well and they made it about the relationships and not about the crazy, like, oh, there go the pyramids, we're whizzing by, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, uh-huh. Also, you mentioned Doc Brown in the third one. Did you know that was Christopher Lloyd's first on-screen kiss? Really? As an actor. That was the first time he kissed a woman in the romantic wow. lead for a movie. Interesting. Well, I, guess I don't remember how old he was at the, the time. But, I mean, yeah, Taxi and all that. He's one just, flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. Yeah, he's always just kind of the odd man out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Back to the Future, it's, it's ingrained into our pop culture, too. And there are so many iconic things. I was I was watching it again, part one again, just the other night to kind of refresh myself. And the DeLorean itself is just so iconic. And there's so many things, the flux capacitor. And mm-hmm. there's just, you know. There's it, a new documentary coming out, by the way. And they talk about, uh, they were like, they originally, they wanted, like, I don't know, it was a producer. Someone wanted, not a producer, but uh, Ford was going to pay them a lot of money if they put a Ford Mustang for the main car. And they were like, no. And it's it's the documentary. I think comes out today. I gotta check it out. But back in time, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, I'm not putting a Mustang in it. It's gonna be a DeLorean. So wow, I just love it. And Robert Zemeckis, I, I gotta say this too about Robert Zemeckis. He's uh, this was his first real big movie. I mean, he made some other stuff before, like used cars. Yeah, but this was his first big thing. This his first big hit, and um, it, it it's funny too because for me. Back to the Future and Robert Zemeckis go hand in hand. Even though he's made so many things, he's made Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's Castaway. Castaway. He's really kind of revolutionized the the CG. He's got a new one, The Walk. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard the CG is just amazing. I want to see. It looks awesome. And all these things, and it's kind of funny to think that Back to the Future was his, you know, his tent post. It, you know, that's where he started. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I. I I can go on and on about how much I love this movie, but no, I agree with you. I think it's the best yeah. time travel movie. I, mm-hmm. I I can't even think of another like just great time travel movie that I like, mm-hmm. love as much as this. Yeah, it's fun right? too. That's the thing, too. and that's what makes it it's such a good time travel movie. Because mm-hmm. like I said, you're dealing with a big concept, but they're just having fun. Yeah. Well, we better move on to our next one. Okay. Uh, you want to hear ugly? Or you want to hear bad? I'd say bad because you okay. you've already done this. You started that path. All right, so <laughs> taking the swing. Um, time chasers. I is mean, a bad one is my bad one. Is that pretty obvious? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that means Bill and Ted's your ugly one. I don't know. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, okay. So time chasers is my bad one. Uh, the worst example of a time travel movie. Oh, this movie was amazing. Uh, in how bad it was. And you know, I was. I I got to be honest. I only watched the Mystery Science Theater version of it. And I tried to separate myself from, you know, the remarks, obviously, there. Mm-hmm. That's the only one you can find. Well, I had a copy of it. That's what Topher and I watched originally. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the heck happened to it. There is a special edition, like, anniversary DVD, but it's, like, expensive. And I don't yeah. I don't want to pay for a movie that I'm just, like, I know I've already bought for one. And it's not very good. Well, so. Yeah. To put it mildly. Yeah. So, Time Chasers. Um, the... I'll give a synopsis here in a minute, but let me just say that Time Chasers was made in 1991, 
and it was um, it's a very low budget movie. So mm-hmm. I was gonna have some um, grace with it because it is low budget. You know, I'd have to look at that factor, but. I think that you could still do a low budget. I'm going to bring up a one in just a minute uh, that I think is low budget but does uh, the time uh, genre well. But they're low budget and they're trying to make it a high budget concept, you know? Well, and and you don't have to... I mean, the, the way that they did it with the plane and everything, like, that didn't have to be super high tech. Like... Th- the, the characters and the casting were all so weird. Like, it could have been such a better movie if they would have just done those things differently. It wasn't high-tech. It was a Commodore 64. It was No, it was, but that's what I'm saying. It was like these low-tech things, so you can't even blame it on the budget because there was right. no... But they had a plane. I mean, that, well, let me had to have known somebody that had a plane because that couldn't have been cheap. Well, let me do the synopsis real quick. I said I actually said 1991. It was 1994 when it was released, but it was actually really? produced... In 1991. Okay, okay. This is really reminding me of the Fantastic Four that we talked about in our our Marvel episode. So, yeah, Nick Miller, he is a he he has a plane and he invents a time machine, but there's no real specifications of how the time machine actually works. It's a Commodore and 64. He, he I told gets you. this guy with a real Mario. He looks this guy that looks like Mario from Super Mario Brothers. And uh, and this girl that's a reporter, he gets them to get on the plane with him, and they travel fifty years into the future, and and, uh, and it's bad. And, it, and it, it's bad. It's just a very low budget. And then they go back, and he says, "Yeah, let's let's buy it." And I, just the whole thing is just so low budget and so cheesy, and it's bad. Well, that that guy, that main actor. Just everything, he, everything he said and did, just like you couldn't do it with a straight face. I liked him. He okay, was ridiculous. I knew, I knew this was, him, though, I knew right? this was going to be my bad pick. I mean, like I said, it was taken for granted. It's a low budget, so the effects were bad. But I knew it was going to be my bad pick when it cut five minutes into the movie. It cuts to him in his kitchen, and he's on the phone, and he's shirtless for some reason. Yeah. And it's not shirtless, like. It's awkward shirtless and yeah. That's why you don't like the movie. One scene. No, well that's that's when that's when it was going down the path of being my bad movie. I all of his all of his interactions with that reporter gal just cracked me the heck up. And oh man, there are parts of this movie that I really do like though. (laughs) I like the ending. I like the concept of the ending. What they were trying to do the grocery store and then meeting again and. Yeah, that. I think it was okay. Fake. So one shot. You're saying that it's redeemable no. on one <laughs> no, shot, but it's a good ending, right? Like, and and there's there are some good concepts. The problem is, okay, the problem. One of the main problems I have is the whole American Revolution part. I was just about to say that because it goes into the big concept idea, but uh-huh. yeah, and it's like they go back in time, and and the and for some reason he can just talk to all the people there and tell them to shoot at this other guy and like. I, how does that work? And nobody questions where they came from. And, and then the out. bad guy runs out. <clears throat> the colonials are here. The colonials are here. Why does that not change the course of history right there? <laughs> I, There's no butterfly effect in this movie. You you were kind of, you were right about the the mystery science version kind of like skewing the perception of it. But one hilarious comment that was made 
while that revolutionary scene was happening was was exactly what y'all were just saying like they're like come on guys like shoot shoot these people and the mystery science guy was like basically history is circling the drain at this point and it was like yes that's exactly right yes it is and i don't know i was just it was <laughs> did you like it coming <laughs> i mean i i laughed a lot while i was would, watching would you watch it, it again um, just to laugh at it? In the right setting, yeah, probably. See, that's, I'm almost debating what it should have been your, your ugly pick. <laughs> okay, I do have an honorable mention for ugly. I mean, uh, I do bad. have an honorable, sorry, honorable mention for bad, which is, um, uh, and I'm going to butcher the years, but it's uh, The Time Machine yes. from 2000. That was actually an honorable mention That's there. a terrible movie. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you, know that movie, you know why that, I don't like 2002. that movie? So, that movie, it's a serious movie. But there's the whole concept where he keeps trying to save his wife because she's died. And, and like there's a whole sequence where no matter what he does, she dies in like horrifically comic, comical ways. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Like, yes. Like oh, my gosh. He's at like I a shop that. trying to get her flowers and the carriage falls out of the back or there's an accident. Yes. But they're, they're, they get almost more and more absurd each time. And it's supposed to be a tragic thing. But... The way it was shot cracked me up. I mean, I saw that in theaters and it just cracked me up. When I just, uh, I also just don't like the, the whole thing about you know, the whole subplot of the moon exploding and then he gets knocked out and goes eight thousand years into the future and mankind has evolved into these like cave, <laughs> like they live on the side of a cliff. I was just, I was watching it going, what is <laughs> happening? I don't. I mean, I know it's a sci-fi, but it was just. Too much. It was bad. Uh, well, I want to say this real quick before we uh, move on is that I was saying how you can have a good low budget and I, Time Chasers are not redeemable because it's low budget because there is a movie that was actually a runner up for my good pick. Primer. Primer. Yeah. Primer is an extremely low budget movie. It was filmed in Richardson? Yeah. Yeah. It was filmed here in DFW and it's an extremely low budget movie. It's from 2004 and... Um, it it's 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 brilliant and it's time travel and, and it hurts your head and it really hurts your head you really have to think i mm-hmm. i had to watch it a couple of times to understand it but basically it's they invent a time machine but it's not it's kind of a one-way time machine in a way yeah and i don't want to go into the whole science of it but it's very scientific very well thought out very well as close to scientifically accurate as it could be it was yeah a real concept and, yeah they basically if time travel did exist, this is what it looked like. And it kind of puts it into a real setting. Now, it's not fun in the sense of like you jump in a DeLorean, you go back mm. to 1885. But it's it kind of puts time travel in a real world. And that's a low-budget movie. So time travel can be done without huge CGI, without the... It can be done well. Yeah. I also like um, Safety Not Guaranteed. I feel like that's a pretty good time travel movie. And yeah, not really about. It's but it's it's the it's yeah it's, it's yeah the premise is a time travel. It's basically to sum it up real quick. It's basically this guy says he he's invented time travel, and mm-hmm. these reporters go there on a goof to hmm. to talk okay. to. Him. I've not heard of that one. It's pretty good. Though. It's pretty good. It's, it's more movie. of a love story. Yeah, yeah. So moving on to Mygly. All right. <clears throat> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Without this movie, we wouldn't have Keanu Reeves. Where's Ricky when we need him? I know. We need Ricky now. 
But uh, the one time we're doing a Keanu, well, I guess we did B.S. Dracula. Yeah. Time, but yeah, and, and I gotta say that I, I'm very proud of us for bringing up Keanu Reeves three times in a row. <laughs> I know that's yeah. You'd but think Bill we were and doing Ted's excellent. Yeah, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure is my ugly pick, and here's why: because it is so fun. Yeah, it is a fun, fun is. movie. Yes. And think, it's stupid. It's yes. a stupid movie. It's inc- And I would watch it again and again. And I remember watching it as a kid. And it was fun. And I knew it was goofy and just ridiculous. But it, honestly, I didn't appreciate the movie until I became an adult. And I watched it, you know, maybe a couple of months ago. And I was like, gosh, this movie, this is what movies are about. Just to kind of turn off your brain for a little bit and just have fun. But there's also some really clever parts, too. Exactly. Well, there is. There is. It's a a smart movie at the same time. It's kind of like a stoner comedy without the stone. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. They're not. Yeah. Because it gives the impression that these guys are stoners, but you never see them do anything. But giving time travel to... Two doofus teenagers, uh-huh. you know, in the eighties. In the eighties, big concept. They're going and they're, you know, getting all the to help them with their paper. You know, it's kind of yeah. like the big concept for a small resolution, right? And at first, when it started out, I thought they were gonna like go back and witness things and and bring the knowledge back, but no, like they scooped up these guys and shoved Hang them on, on the that, time machine. Makes me ask, had you not seen this before? No. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, did, I'm sorry. Did we read a synopsis? I can't remember. Oh no, we didn't. No, we need to read, we need to read one real quick. So, uh, Bill and Ted are two doofus teenagers. That's the best way to say it. Two doofus teenagers that uh, they uh, are in the Ted. I'm sorry, Ted Theodore Logan and Bill S. Preston Esquire won't graduate if they don't do well in their history presentation. This would be both bogus and uncool. A dude called Rufus comes from the future in a telephone box to help them. Should I read this like Keanu? No. Yes. Oh, I think you should. Go ahead. (laughs) If you can. As their lives are apparently rather important to the future of mankind, they travel through time doing some interesting research for their history presentation and generally being excellent to each other. Well done, sir. Well done. So that's it. I I love the part. I, I, I don't know why this cracked me up so much, but when Rufus first came, or right, maybe right before he came or something, when uh, when Keanu looks at Bill and he's like, Bill, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> and I, I just like lost it. I love it. And it's George Carlin as Rufus. Yeah. It's so cool. I know. I know. And I when he just it. like jams out at the yes, end. Yes. I... I love this movie. I love it too. That's I, why it's my ugly. I, I wouldn't put it as ugly. That doesn't make sense. Why would you put it as your ugly? Because, because you can love an ugly, but it's still not a good movie. It's not yeah. great. I it mean, it's a great movie. Citizen like, Kane or Bill and Ted's Excellent <laughs> Adventure. Okay, Back to the Future or Citizen Kane. I mean, if you're gonna look at it like that, Citizen Kane's got to win everything, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, would you put, would it be an IMDb's? Top fifty movies. Back to the Future probably would be like at the cusp of. I agree. Back to the Future is a better movie, and I agree with the, for time travel. But that's I love this movie. I just do. I I don't know. Like I even I love the sequel too. The sequel is really dark. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. The sequel's dark and kind of weird. Dark, yeah. Have you? You I guess you haven't watched that one. You uh-uh. can watch it. Uh-uh. They they go to hell basically, and it imparts it like it's it's all in the afterlife because oh. they they get killed by evil robot versions of themselves. It's so weird. <laughs> 
But anyway. Well, it's on Netflix. I saw it was streaming, so maybe I'll have to, yeah. But they, you know what's crazy about that movie that I didn't appreciate the first time I saw it is that they do a total, like, seventh, uh, is it Seventh Seal? Oh, Anyway, Uh Bogus Journey totally references this movie that the target audience for Bogus Journey have probably never seen. Yeah. So, like, later on when I watched The Seventh Seal, I was like, oh, that's brilliant. I saw that. Cause it, you they, sunk my battleship. Yeah, because instead of just playing, like, a game of chess, like, they're playing board uh-huh. games with him. Anyway. That's how deep these movies are, is my point of that. Yeah. They do. And, like, there's a lot of Sigmund Freud jokes in Excellent Adventure that I didn't yes. ever get the first time I watched it. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. The part when he walks up with, like, the corn dog. Yes. yes. You know that? I did yes. notice that. It's a it's a it's a very it's a very smart movie with a dumb concept and yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah, it actually reminds me a lot of Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. Except that's a stoner movie, but yeah, like it's the same kind of lovable characters. Mm-hmm. What would you guys pick for your good, bad, or ugly? I <clears throat> I think it, I don't know if it would be my bad or my ugly. Probably my ugly. I I don't know. I'd have to mull it over more. But the movie Somewhere in Time has to be on my list here somewhere. Have y'all seen that either mm-hmm. one of you? It's it's a movie with Christopher Reeve and Jane Seymour. Oh, I've seen <laughs> part of that. Oh, I God. didn't get it and I turned it off. Because it makes no sense. That's why you didn't get it. There's no like there's no time machine. There's no like device that they fly away into. They just uh Christopher Reeve learns that really the secret to time travel is self-hypnosis and you just have to you have to surround yourself with objects from the year that you want to go to and then you just think to yourself 1912 1912 and then you wake up and it's 1912 and yeah it is just ridiculous and he falls in love with a girl from a picture right yes he becomes he sees he sees this like old portrait from the early 1900s and he becomes obsessed with her and he learns everything about her and he's convinced that he like says before he even knows who she is really that that he's in love with her and so he goes back in time uh to meet her and to like really have a relationship with her and it is just so like i love me a good romantic story as much as the next person but it is just too too much hmm. i actually don't disagree with you much i just would have put time chasers as my ugly one and i would have put time machine as my bad one back to the future of course the best one all right yeah good picks Mike. good talk good talk good times good times, <laughs> yeah. all, good agree. times. all agree good times and good travel so what would you pick audience i'm talking to the audience not you guys <laughs> what would you pick for your favorite uh, time travel movies do you agree with our list do you not agree with their list just uh hit us up on twitter g- at good bad podcast or on facebook it's just awesome uh whose pick is it next i don't even know uh, charles because yeah, we switched the order around right yeah, yeah it is my did. pick though I charles believe. okay oh. and this is the last week of october that it will the, be yes it will be the yeah. last week of october yeah yeah, so it. Uh, I think it'll probably be right before Halloween when it mm-hmm. comes out. But yeah, so because of that, I want to do zombie movies. Oh, I nice. knew this was going to come up sometime. Yay. <laughs> so, uh, the picks. Mm-hmm. House of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead, and Survival of the Dead. Okay. It screwed me up because I said, I've been calling it Survivor of the Dead forever. <laughs> and then I'm like, that's not right. Is it Survival of the Dead? Of yes. the Dead, of the survival. Dead, of the Dead. Yes. So it could be an Of the Dead podcast. All right. Basically, if somebody watches an Of the Dead movie, we're probably going to talk about it, right? Yes. All right. Nice. It's a Yule Bowl film, so uh, The House of the Dead is, if you haven't seen that one. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Can't wait.
All right. Well, thanks a lot for listening, guys. And be sure to check us out, Twitter and Facebook. And also like uh, like us there. Um, as far as iTunes is concerned, please rate and review us. Please, yes, please, please. That's how we get found. Yes. And we, and how we know what you're interested in. How to how to know you know what yeah. what picks to do. Apparently, and... our Barbara Stanwyck is really taking <laughs> 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 We got a lot. You guys, of... you're making me so happy right now. <laughs> got a lot of Stan heads now. Okay. Yes, yes, Stan fans, Wickheads. Stan fans, Wickheads. <laughs> All right. So thanks a lot for listening. Have a good one. Thanks, Bye. guys.